0: The outlet, the
1: The talk of Wanaka,
2: the mortgage broker could only tick the box. He was like, "Mm, no, basically, you know, get a partner or ask for someone for money. And I'm like, well, there, that's just not necessarily a thing that you just magic up.
1: So back in about 2017, I just started going online and that's when I realised the huge connection that the Luggett Creek had with Criffle Gold Mining. And so that forms an early part of the of the book.
0: Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour. In this podcast, I talk to Hayley. Hayley worked four jobs to finally build and own her own home in Wanaka. We talk through the early chats with mortgage brokers and the banks, and find out how she worked all her finances and why it worked for her to find a land and house package. Plus, I talked to Jenny Moss, the author of the illustrator book, Our Creek, Tomato Awawa, Otago's Luggett Creek. We chat about her early years as a teacher and teaching the region's history to getting funding and the book published. You're listening to The Outlet. From your Wanaka app. Let's have a look at what's on in Wanaka, brought to you by Liquorland 3 Parks, there for your next event with Unreal Deals. Lighthouse initiatives are on Saturday the 3rd of June from 9.30 to 3.30. The activities taking place are purely to have fun and build community. Most activities will be outdoors, such as hiking, four-wheel drive trips, kayaking, car rallies, paintball go-karting river floats and more you can find all the details by clicking things to do then events on your Wanaka app. Hayley worked four jobs to finally build and own her own home in Wanaka so we talked through the early chats with mortgage brokers and the banks to find out how she worked all their finances and why it worked for her to find a land and house package. Can you talk me through a bit about your journey of buying your first house? In fact, you're building your first house in Wanaka. And and where did it start?
2: Um, I'd probably say that for me, owning my own house has been sort of, you know, always in the back of my mind. I watched my mum and dad build their house on our farm back in Australia and always was like the idea of being able to have a piece of, well, what now is Wanaka is my home. I wanted sort of that sort of thing. So I would say I've sort of been planning In the back of my head, probably since, you know, I was a kid, but then stopped traveling and moved to Wanaka permanently in 2009 and then just started popping a few hundred dollars away here and there and then slowly sort of built that up from there.
0: So what was it like for you when you first approached the banks about getting a mortgage and building a house? Because it's quite a scary time, isn't it?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. And my story probably actually starts quite a few years ago where You know, I saw all my friends coupling up and buying houses and, you know, prices were going up and I was like, I need to know what I need to do. So I contacted a mortgage broker that I sort of knew and they sort of, we went, started going through the the motions of what would be available to me based on prices back in 20. 14 or something 2013 <laughs> and, and you know how much i needed to save what i needed to do you know based on every all the rules and regulations back then and i was like okay perfect so i just sort of started you know moving towards that but according to the mortgage broker at that stage i was nowhere near it and then i went actually covid was a shaker i lost my job i ended up working as a lifty up the ski field just to sort of pay bills But at the start of 2021, when I was sort of already doing another two jobs, a friend of mine or someone I sort of know was like, had said, oh, yeah, I've just got a house. And I'm like, what? How have you got a house when, like, I've been trying to stay forever? And I was like, right, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it now. You know, interest rates are low. I've always studied. I've always, you know, looked, kept an eye on everything. And so I sort of went back to my mortgage broker and he did the, you know, we're all pretty much stars in this world and you've got to fit in a square box that the banks want. And I'm like, Yeah, but I don't I don't spend three thousand dollars a month on clothes, you know, that's their, you know, might be this minimum expectation that you do. And I'm like, I go to the recycle center, you know. It's like a hundred bucks a year. But because of, you know, all the minimum requirements and things of the banks and the mortgage broker could only tick the box, he was like, hmm, no basically you know get a partner or ask for someone for money and I'm like well there that's just not necessarily a thing that you just magic up and no I'm not going to just ask my family for more money because I want a house that's sort of not how I was brought up although you know very supportive and dad has also contributed to you know the deposit and I was just like "Mm, okay so I ended up going, you know what, what's the worst case scenario is if I go to the bank myself and ask, the worst they're going to say is no, which is where I'm already at. And I happen to, and I do miss this, is going to the banks directly, speaking face to face with them. I actually have, I had quite a good reputation with the, the bank manager here. I'd gone in and accosted him one meeting several years beforehand about what the ethics were on the Kiwi saver. That that they offered at the bank, and I wanted all the answers. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, you're testing me." And I'm like, "Well, you know, it's important. If I'm going to put all my money with you, I want to know a that I'm going to get a good return, but also that you're not supporting, you know, armed weapons over in Afghanistan, for instance." He's like, "This is good to know." And I don't know the answer, so I'm going to go and study and find it out. But in that conversation, we also he's like, "Oh, look at what are you saving all this money for? You know, you've got so many. I've got actually even now I have 18 bank accounts." because that's how I need to budget and he's like he's like what's his house one for I said oh you know I'm saving he's like oh you seem to be going well and you know he we just discussed lots of things about that and he's like you're on your way and you know he told me a few books to read and things like that so you know fast forward three years when I had the phone call with the bank manager COVID had to do it over the phone and not directly with him and he's like I remember you maybe there was a little note on my file, be prepared for the questions. (laughs) Um, But he's like, nah, I've been watching you and your bank for, you know, 13, 14. I've had the bank account for 20 years and I've been with the same people. Everything on your records will make this work. And he's like, yep, perfect. And we sort of maybe fudged some of the (laughs) numbers. And, yep, it went through and the bank has been amazing and like everyone else would have been like if a mortgage broker can't get it for you that's it you can't you know they're the ones that have all the ins and outs and i was like no you've got to battle for yourself you really do and it's really important to sort of be like the worst case you've been told no but it doesn't mean you can't go in and ask and sort of do your research the amount of color-coded excel sheets that i've just done up sent to the bank on multiple going what if i did this and this and this and this and then I did this, this, and they're like, well, they can't argue with my beautiful flea-coloured Excel sheet. But um, yeah, so then they just have helped me the whole way through. I've got a really good lawyer through part of Rotary here in, in Wanaka. Um, I've got an amazing lawyer who also really important. They're only ones that actually fight for you, everyone else. Like if you go to a sales agent or, you know, real estate, they're just there for them, their own but you're actually paying a lawyer to look after you so I really valued that and how important that was and then yeah I did what the banks wanted you know getting a house and land package that was the price couldn't go up they included grass so you know I wasn't going to go back to them in like three years time and go oh actually the house needs a new roof so I need another $50,000 so yeah so I sort of did what they wanted just wouldn't take no for an answer
0: (laughs) well that I mean that's great and it kind of goes to show the discipline of having a a credit history and working with the bank doesn't it that it's it's consistent and it doesn't have to be huge amounts but just make sure that you cover everything you do
2: absolutely and I know that quite often you know recently you know the banks and it's always in the news that you need to have like a three months clear bank you know You know, you haven't gone off and frivoled all your money away at the casino, and you've got, you know, all your money disappeared over the last three months. And yes, it was a little extreme at certain times when, you know, they took, they were like, oh no, you've been, you've gone Christmas shopping, so you've spent, you know, $500 or whatever it was, you know, that's just, that's not real life. But I think definitely having, a history of the whole time that they could go back to whatever point in time they wanted to in my bank accounts and be okay yeah she's got an account for the bill she's got an account for the house she's got an account for snowboarding and biking and you know that kind of thing and you know that sort of shows that I do have the ability even though I might not necessarily fit the little boxes that they've created they can probably say with a high amount of certainty that I'm Fairly risk free, you know. I'm not going to get a massive credit card and then put, you know, fifty thousand dollars on it or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, it's you you have a plan and you're disciplined, and that's kind of what they're looking for when they're going to lend you a big amount of money for a house, right?
2: Absolutely, exactly, and it's not a small amount at all, as we all know. So as long as you sort of do your sums, and it does seem out of reach sometimes. But a friend of mine once, she was an accountant, and she has a they went massive with big Airbnb, and she's like, as long as the numbers that come in are more than the numbers that go out, it doesn't matter if you've got $5 million going out every month, as long as you've got $5 million and $1 coming in, it's fine. They're just numbers, so don't look at it and go, oh, my God, you owe like that much money. And
0: so what was it like when you are trying to find a land and house package? Was there a lot available, or was that difficult as well?
2: There wasn't a lot, so that was quite easy. I just went for the cheapest option. so I mean I had been looking around and I actually had there was another house that had been for sale in a different neighborhood that was an old house they were subdividing it it was in an old part of the town I was like oh it's established you know it's the section's a bit bigger the house and I was just like you don't know what's hiding behind those walls and my friends like no some of them were like no you should go for that one you should go for that one and I was like, you know what, the banks are going to be happier with a brand new, this is the price, it won't go over. And I just happened to, I think it was on Trade Me and I saw it. I think I spoke to a few different agents because I was like, oh, I saw you had this one for sale, you know, a month ago, but the prices literally every week were going up $20,000 and it was absolutely insane at how fast they were going. Um, and I actually had a little panic because I'd already spoken to the sales agent. I was like, okay, I think I can, because I did the opposite. I went to the bank first to see how much money I could get and then focus on, okay, with that money I can get, this is how what I the house I can go for, opposed to a lot of people I think go, oh my God, I've fallen in this love with this amazing house. And then the bank's like, oh no, 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 you're nowhere near that. So I was like, this is not my forever home. It's gonna be, it's my foot in the door everything's included that makes the banks happy it makes me happy ticking all the boxes I don't have to worry about grass or the letterbox or you know those kind of things it's already included and I was like well that just is a huge relief I wouldn't you know you get to choose out of two door handles but also it's a door handle it doesn't really matter and so you're just like that's sometimes less choice is better because it's like well I'm not going to go in five years time. Oh, I should have gone for those other door handles. You're just going to be like, oh, it still works because it's a handle on the door.
0: But I mean, you must feel great being in your own place.
2: Oh, uh, it's definitely because I mean, renting for so many years, and even before, like when the rules have changed, you know, someone sold a house, and then they'll and your whole life is just sitting on that precipice of, do they want you to be able to continue living there, or can you, you know, do they want to get rid of you? I've got ki- not kicked out, but. That happened to another house and back in the day it was only like 40 days or something they had to give you notice and it was like, you know, it's just really, you know, all the time your nerves are shot because you're like, am I going to find another house? Who's going to live with me? How much is it? You know, all those horrible questions constantly so now and you're just paying off other people's mortgages as well so I have been really really fortunate in the last seven years I rented off a lovely lady in Monica and I looked after the lease so that also helped with the banks because I managed the whole lease and all the housemates so they could see that you know I could use that against my mortgage and things like that as well that I always had flatmates and that kind of thing and managed the house well but she really really looked after me and was just really pleased even that I was getting into the housing market and she just let me stay at that house until this house was, I could move in, which was a year after they told me, (laughs) a year and a half after they told me. So she's been really good in that way and really flexible and just, you know, she didn't put up the, the rent hugely at all throughout the whole time i was there and i looked after the gut gar- you know i really respected her and the garden and looked after her home what well, was one of her homes so you know she really appreciated that so i think you know what goes around comes around as well sometimes that made it easier
0: there's probably a lot of people listening who think they can never get into a house so what what is a piece of advice you could give them Haley?
2: fight for yourself Just, you have to be a good budgeter, absolutely, and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. I mean, I've done it by myself in Wanaka, and that is, I know one other person, one of my friends, she's just doing it the same out at at Hawea, but I've fought a lot, and just, if someone said no, I've gone like, well, okay, what else do I need to do? When the banks wanted an extra $10,000 deposit, I wasn't going to lose my house over $10,000, I went and got a third job and then I got a fourth job. I didn't like commercial cleaning and I did it sometimes till 10 o'clock at night, but it wasn't a forever job. It was a, right, I need to be able to get an extra 10,000 saved in the next two months. I still need to be able to live and sometimes, you know, go snowboarding or go on a weekend away or, you know, eat the cheese I like. (laughs) So, you know, it's important to sort of not cut yourself off from anything when budgeting, but you know, it doesn't hurt to, like, I still work 50-hour weeks in two jobs, but I love what I do as well, so that definitely helps. But, you know, working the six days a week there for a while, it was hard, but I could see the, the you know, the light at the end of it. And don't be ashamed of doing anything like, you know, yeah, commercial cleaning is, is challenging, and I think after tax, I think it worked out at like thirteen dollars an hour. But it was thirteen hours of dollars an hour. I could have been sitting on the couch, probably scrolling through Facebook. And that allowed me to sit where I am now, which is in my own home. So, like I never had a credit. I've never had a credit card. Don't put things on layby. You don't actually need things like that. Stick to a budget. Look after the cents and the dollars. Take care of themselves.
0: The outlet jobs board. Here's some of the jobs listed this week on the Wanaka app. Thanks to New World Three Parks for when it's your job to do the grocery shopping. Food for Love is looking for a general manager to oversee the efficient day-to-day running of the organisation. Now the role will work very closely with their operations manager and founder and will help support the community. Holy Family Catholic School are looking for a part-time learning assistant. It's a fixed-term position, and they're looking for someone who enjoys working with children and can support students and teachers in the areas of learning and key health needs. And Custom-Made Garage Doors are looking for a full-time permanent garage door installer service technician to join their Wanaka team. Applicants will need the ability to handle some heavy lifting related to garage doors. And you can find these jobs and more by clicking jobs on the bottom navigation bar on your Wanaka app. You're listening to The Outlet.
1: I really like the interviews.
0: I like that it's easy to listen to while I'm at the gym. I like that it's local and all about this community. The Outlet.
1: The talk of Wanaka.
0: Let's check out a local event in Wanaka brought to you by Liquorland 3 Parks. There for your next event with Unreal Deals. Riggle and Rhyme is on at Hawaia Library every Monday between 10.30 and 11.30. Now, Riggle and Rhyme is a music and movement session for parents and babies aged 0 to 2. It's great for your baby's development and encourages movement and the love of music from an early age. You can find out more details by clicking on Things to Do, then Events on your Wanaka app. Jenny Moss has written and published an all-ages illustrated book, Our Creek, Tomato Owawa, Otago's Luggett Creek. We chat about her early years as a teacher and teaching the region's history to getting funding and getting the book published. Jenny, can you please tell me more about your experience of learning and teaching local Upper Clutha history over the years?
1: Right, well we arrived in Wanaka in 1975 to teach at the Wanaka District High School and didn't know very much at all so I started learning a bit of history but there wasn't very many places to get it from but in the following year, at the beginning of the year I took my class of 7 year olds up Kadrona and we visited the Kadrona Hotel and that was back when Rosemary and Eddie had just bought it, so they hadn't started to do it up. So that was my first introduction to teaching local history in the area. And over the years, particularly, because uh, later on in 1976, the school became Wanaka Area School and we had a really good outdoor education programme and so we were able to combine that with teaching local history. By um, teaching them local history, by going out into the field, be it Albert Town Cadrona or, or in Wanaka, that they were really interested in and what had happened in in our town before they were here and their parents also said to us oh we didn't know that so it was a really successful kind of program to run over the years yeah and that went right through to the 90s when I did some work on the Bullock Creek because the school was on the Tenby Street site not where it is now and so I did a big study on the Bullock Creek as well and yeah that was really good and again as we learned about the creek families also learned about it they didn't know any of the things that we were learning about the creek so yeah, it was it was always a learning process for myself and the children and and the families that we, we were connected with. But there were no resources. We had to make our own resources.
0: Can you please give me some background to getting the book underway? Tell us a bit about what's in the book and its significance in understanding the creek's history and ecosystem.
1: Okay, well it was when we moved to Luggett in twenty twelve and I realised that having done that study on the Bullock Creek I didn't really know very much at all about the Luggett Creek so I went exploring. So back in about twenty seventeen I just started going online and that was when I realised the huge connection that the Luggett Creek had with the Criffel Gold Mining. And so that forms an early part of the of the book. But before that I needed to explore the geological history, which had a huge impact because Back before the Ice Age, we had Lake Manyhera Kea, which covered all the central Otago area. And after the Ice Age and after the um, the present landform came into being, when they discovered the gold up on Criffle in the 1880s, it was alluvial gold, but that alluvial gold had no water and it went right back to the days of the ancient beaches from that ancient lake. And so the Lugget Creek was brought into play because it, they had to build water races from the Luggett Creek to be able to sluice the water and the gold mining so that was all part of the story and as well as that I needed to find out about the Maori history and I went on to the Maori cultural mapping site with Naitahu and found out that the creek had been used for hunting and gathering food so that's, that's in the story as well. So I wanted to put all that history in because I feel that again just as I had in the earlier years in Wanaka that it was important that if we're going to look at the creek we needed the history so that history is all in in the book and then it concludes with looking at the water quality and and how work that's been done there including the work from Wanaka and the planting so that's all there right up to the, the end of the book basically saying that we're all responsible for the water quality and I guess the bottom line is if we can swim in the creek, then the water is healthy and that's why the the front cover features the children in the the local swimming hole that we have here.
0: Now you had three local groups supporting you in funding the book. Can you tell me a little bit about these groups and what the sales of books is funding?
1: So the first group that I got funding from was the Upper Cluesa Arts Council who give out money um, on a fairly regular basis to people working in drama or art and literature. So the money from there paid most of the money for my illustrator and it was a not-for-profit. So I knew then that I needed to um, recycle the money from the sales later on. So the second Trust that I got money from was the Elsie and Ray Armstrong Charitable Trust, and that paid the money for the printing at ODT Print in Alexandra. And then I needed some extra money to pay my illustrator to do the book design and get it set up, the digital print for ODT. So I went and talked to the manager here at Upper Tooth Transport that are based here in Luggett, and they were very happy to support the book. So overall, that paid for my illustrations, the design and digital setup, and the printing. And so the sales money is going towards erecting an information historical board in Luggett next to the creek next to the horse the historical horse and cart that we've got on the main road and that the Luggett community association will oversee the construction of that and we'll get the information up because we've already got an information board about the red bridge over on the other side of the Clutha river so that seemed to be a good way to to use the sales money
0: Illustrations are such an important part of the story. Can you tell me a bit about Kerry Perkins' work?
1: Right, well back in 2015 we had the centennial of the Red Bridge here in Luggett over the Clutha River and I was part of the committee and I was writing a a very short book for young children and we managed to get Kerry Perkins who I know through my son but his parents also live here in Luggett and so Kerry did the illustrations for that book that was all funded by the Community Association and so Kerry lives now in New South Wales but he was he's a Dunedin boy and he's had all his holidays here in Luggett so when I approached him he was very keen, he's a graphic designer and has also illustrated other picture books so he was very to get on board with that. Mostly his his artwork has come from the photos that we've sent over and he has had an, an app on his computer where he's able to load those photos up and then create his own pictures and illustrations from that. Sometimes he's used several photos and, and he's able to mix and match and in the end they become his illustrations and they ve- they really are a vital part of the book. they People have said, "Oh, these are amazing illustrations, and they really match the text." So, I'm really pleased about that.
0: Can you tell me about Why Wanaka and how their work is featured in the book?
1: Well, Why Wanaka, as most listeners will probably know, um, run programs on improving our fresh water in the upper area and and they also involve education programs so I had spoken to them earlier to let them know what I wanted to do and they sounded really keen at that stage that it was something they could use in their education program and they had also, Prue Kane had um, in her work had led a group of volunteers who had done some planting along the edges of the creek riparian planting which stabilises the banks and eventually improves the health of the water. So some of that had been done here, so that was featured in the book. I also learnt from one of the workshops that they did how anybody can go into the creek with a net, a hand net, and test the water quality themselves. So that was something I was keen to put in the book to show that anybody can go in and do that. But it also, I learnt from them how the landowners on Peas and Criffle were working with the water and improving the water waste. So that was was their involvement and they've been helping to sell it as well. They're they're very happy with what I've written.
0: So where can people buy the book to support further work being done, Jenny?
1: Right, they can... Can buy that at Revology, which is one of the shops there in Helwick Street in Wanaka. They sell a lot of eco-sustainable products. And Monique at Revology was really keen to sell the book. It's also available at the Wanaka Library and Why Wanaka? Sell it. And I also sell it, and people can email me at luggett creek book or lowercase at gmail.com. The cost of the book is $25, wherever they buy it. And um, if they email me, then I can organise with them a bank account. I say bank account or cash, and I'm happy to deliver it around the Wanaka, Albert Town areas.
0: Well, Jenny, thanks for all the work you've done on this book and teaching people in the area. And thank you very much for chatting today.
1: Thanks very much, Brent. Appreciate all your support. Thank you.
0: Download the Wanaka app from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks for listening to The Outlet, your local interview and information podcast for Wanaka. The Outlet is produced and published by the Wanaka app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. All the episodes of The Outlet are available in the podcast section of your Wanaka app and wherever you get your podcasts.